to boldly go where no man has gone before. Hold on to your underpants. It's time for Aftershocks with Steve Grillo. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Aftershock XL with Steve Grillo. I got so many cool people in the studio today. I'm very, very excited because we have a legendary Howard Stern Comedian, writer, Mr. Jackie Martling. Yeah! We have Monique from Radio Gunk, and we got Roy McDonald from Bright Shot. And this show is going to be fucking amazing. I really have to start out the show by thanking uh, my sponsors, because um, they've all decided to truly commit to the show. We got Richard Prinzi at F-Sharp Tax Management and Warsteiner Beer, the DCL firm, and Bright Shot. They're all committing to this show because our numbers have been going up. Everybody's enjoying it. Everybody's loving it. And which which brings me to the people in the room. so, So we're getting paid. Yeah. No, wait, did you? That's so did, 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 cool. Did, I didn't think we were getting paid. I, I yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're getting paid in love. Everybody knows that voice. Everybody loves this guy. He's one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in my entire fucking oh. life. Mr. Jackie, the joke man, Martling. Yeah. Hello, Grillo. Hello, Grillo. Finally, I got Jackie on my show. We have Mr. Roy McDonald from Bright Shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a farm. A yeah. fucking clap. He me. had a farm. <laughs> being being brought, brought by pa- Poppy. Well, here we go. Wow. Okay, <laughs> talk today. Jackie's got me all flustered. He's throwing papers at my head again. Uh, we got Roy McDonald and Monique back from Radio Gunk, back by popular demand, because Woo-hoo! you guys were so much fun. I love having you guys on, and I figured... Whoever better to have you back on when Jackie the Joke Man's here because I think it's going to be a great room of people. We're going to have a lot of fun today. I'm pretty sure that was a sentence. I think yeah. it was a run on. It was a run on. No periods. See, there's, there's nothing better. Anytime I like when I had Stuttering John and Ganji on, you know, usually I'm at my, my calmest and coolest when nobody from the Stern Show is here, but now Jackie's here and I'm going to be stuttering and stumbling. Oh, all stop it. Stuttering Gorilla. I'm your, I'm your favorite girl. guy. I brought you a gift. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I think I know be, what it is. I think I know what it is. I can yeah. I'll be smelling from here. <laughs> You're going to be thrilled. <laughs> You're going to be thrilled. So, Jackie, how are you? Uh, you got a little cold. I really appreciate you coming in today. You know, I, I don't, I've been sick for damn. I don't want to talk about it, but I've been sick for a week, and I had to do it. You know, you can't call in stupid to a show. And I went into the 75-minute show oh. with a bad PA system, so I had to overcompensate. And I, I might as well just put a gun to my head. I'm sure I would have been fine in two days, and meanwhile, it's been a week. You know, Where was the show? Uh, at the Knights of Columbus in Oceanside, New York. And you know what? They were absolutely great, and I had so much fun. It was it looked like, they always look like nightmare gigs, and then you get up there, and they're so great. You know, it's just, you know, hey, I saw you 40 years ago. I'm like, whatever you do, ah, just geez. don't say that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the worst is when I go, the kid in my building goes, he sees my name on the mailbox. He goes, hey, man. I know who you are. I go, oh, cool, nice to meet you. He goes, yeah, my dad's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, fuck now I'm you. Getting, now I'm getting, you raised my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I, so I just wanted to let you know I gave you a, a, a great plug on Auntie Kumia the other day. That's very nice because, of you. Because uh, um, they, they were talking about the movie First Man. By the way, if anybody is an Anthony Kumia fan and uh, um and uh, uh, Kevin Brennan fan. I did both their shows. I think the Kevin Brennan show is going to be up February 6th. But it was a privilege and honored to be on uh, Kumia's show on Monday with uh, Dave... Uh, what's his name? No, I, I, I can't. Dave, <laughs> the guy Dave, from Dave Durham is, is a really fucking funny son of a bitch. The guy from Detroit? I, I don't know where he's from, but it was the first time I met him. But he was re- he was just they're both sick bastards. <laughs> so the, uh, Anthony was talking about how much he hated that movie First Man with the Neil Armstrong. 
And I, and I totally was like, Oh, you did, I, did you tell I, him the I, story? Yeah, yeah, I, no, I go, No, I didn't tell him the Brunelli story, but I just said, Yeah, you know what the, you know, Jackie's one of my favorite Jackie jokes is, What's the difference between Michael Jackson and Neil Armstrong? What? Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. And Michael Jackson used to like Michael Jackson used to like fuck little boys, you know uh, I mean? yeah. but I got it out much better on Kumia. But it was like I, I, it went I, over. I'm not sure you did, but uh, no, I did. And then they, then they went into a whole big Jackie routine. It was kind of fun. I enjoy that. Yeah. So um, so you did Knights of Columbus. Didn't you have something to do with the Friars Club today? Yeah. I yeah. Uh, you know what? It's it's kind of a long story, and I'm not going to disclose it yet. But uh, I I brought this woman there to. Uh, to have lunch and it was it's very there's a lot going on at that place and it's a and it's pretty crazy yeah there's some weird shit that i heard uh, about that i don't know you can get you can't probably can't get it onto it there's weird the stuff on top of one weird stuff but it's nothing that anybody cares about that you know because if you're not involved you know it doesn't really matter but if you're a member it's like you know the place has gotten very shady and weird and it, it's just sad you guys taking over it's not the same people that ran it from back in the i day. still just like to walk in there and get my stupid caesar salad and make fun of the chinese waiter and have a field day you know it's 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 still the same place that we went to 40 years ago you know yeah, i still dig it it was always a rite of passage on the show to get invited by Jackie to go to the Friars Club. And I remember... A rite of passage meaning a free lunch. (laughs) Yeah, but no, but seriously, like everybody talked about it. It's a legendary place. You know, and wasn't that that was Milton Berle's first house or something? No, no, there's all kind of rumors, but he he had something to do with helping them get that get that building. Oh. But the rumor was that he started it and then he left his penis to the Friars Club on the <laughs> floor two and floor three. You know, <laughs> yeah. all, all those stories. Yeah, you know? well, if anybody uh, anybody younger doesn't know Milton Berle was, he was probably a pioneer in TV. With a large penis. And, and with, he, he had a legendary <laughs> large penis and he had one of my favorite lines ever where Howard would just beg him to just take his penis out. He wanted to see how big it was. And he said, how about this, Howard? I'll just take out enough to beat yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to say, I'll just take out enough to win oh god (laughs) you know i when he came on the show he was on for a long segment and when the segment was done i had to take a leak because i always have to take a leak and he got done and he was walking down the hall to leave with whoever brought him and i was right behind him and i heard him i heard him turn to the person who brought him and said he talked about my cock for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like 100 years old at that point. Oh, man. Oh, angry. He was the king of the world. He was, well, he's number one in TV because his competition was a Nothing. test pattern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on Tuesday nights, I mean, I still remember going upstairs to my aunt's before we had a TV, and there's a big TV with a little teeny, teeny screen, and I could still see him in his polka dot dress, you know, like gotcha. it's burnt in your retina when you're a little kid. But for however many years, he was the king of television. And then some, either Lucy or somebody beat him. And the next year, he was hosting Jackpot Bowling on like Channel 9. And so he's he was angry for the next 50 years. Jesus. You know, he went from being king of the hill, you know. He was the first cross-dresser ever like on like anybody that came out and had fun with it especially on tv at that point well you know everybody in vaudeville done that you know they've been doing that since the beginning of man but he's the first guy that ever that was ever evidenced well, anybody I, normal. I think it was a big jewish stick to do cross-dressing for but some reason what do you think he would feel about the current situation of people the transgender thing you think he'd be like on top of it or would he be like if, you know, if, the, if the, the person would listen to him complain i'm sure he would love them you know <laughs> 
You know, he'd, you know he'd, he'd see some guy who got his dick cut off and say, hey, I invented that, you know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when Howard would do blackface, remember, on the Channel oh, 9 that's show a whole all big the time. Thing now. It's a whole Oof, big thing. Bad. I don't, I don't think they could get away with it Is there a way you today. can uh, wear blackface and no. it's legit? No. You I know, said, there's no way. Me. They, no. They, they found out that there's no way they can couch it, which is crazy. You know, in the old days, the black guys used to wear blackface. Right. <laughs> yes. No, they, they honest to God did. They put on, used to wear blackface. They put on... Uh, they, I said this to a bunch of millennials. I said... All right, so a kid. No, I mean, actual black guys in vaudeville would put on very, very black makeup and then the big white lips and the big white eyes. That was (laughs) that was a whole genre of comedy, though, wasn't it? Like Uncle Remus and Kingfish, and but you know that's why you know people used to watch. You watch Little Rascals, and they said that you know. Um, I don't think you're like even allowed Bill, to watch Little Rascals Bill, Bill, anymore, right? Well, no, you can. I have them all. On, I have them all. You the whole find thing about anything. Bill Crosby buying them all to was, take them off the air. That was, that, was a, if, if, if you, that was a big rumor, big rumor. If you but, really look at the Little Rascals, they never treated Stymie or Buckwheat any different. But um, there was some very, very racist stuff, but it wasn't racist harmful. Like, well, like Stymie was sweating. sweating. And he grabbed his sweat and threw it against the wall, and it was like black. Black, you know, well, which is horrible. Also, but there was wasn't also, anybody insulting them, or, you know. If anybody knows the Little Rascals as well as I do, there was one episode where, hey, goat, hold it, where they looked like they were putting on a play, and then the goat kept pulling Stymie up into the hayloft. And what they cut out when we watched as little kids, when I watched, was the whole play was Uncle Tom's Cabin. And all the kids had blackface on with white lips, and they were all mouthing like they were like had big lips. And and then Bisbane is whipping Stymie because they were doing the play. And I and when I got the original uncut versions, I went, "Holy shit! No wonder why they never played it on there." Yeah, it was pretty crazy, pretty crazy. <laughs> but that's not on TV anymore. You can't find those. Yeah, you can find them on YouTube. So uh, everybody, yeah, that's, that's yeah, not everybody, TV. I want to introduce, TV. I want to introduce Dom. He's auditioning today to be my technical director. Oh, so hey, Dom, the, how are you? We're, we're gonna have TV. We're gonna have cameras. Play up. something back, Dom. Are we on, are we <laughs> on he's the good. air? He, he had Uncle, he had um, uh, Uncle Milty on there, and he had Howard in blackface. The one Howard in blackface, I think, from DC 101, is like basically horrible shoe polish with a big afro. Oh, and the jumbo lips. He, yeah, he put on like these prosthetic lips. Yeah. So you don't mean DC one on one, you mean Channel Nine. Well, you when know he, what? When he played, I saw something on when, Twitter uh, it said DC one on one on the bottom. I remember that on Channel. But then he played. Yeah, uh, well, it was uh, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Oh, and he had the huge wig, and and we had a string. So when he pulled it, his hair went all the way. I, I happen he to took have a that. hit of pot, and then his hair went all. Oh. <laughs> and how is that okay? Like, like, but he's it's so politically not. correct now, and you know, I I don't know how he gets away with it. And no one's like marching out in front of Sirius right now. Uh, you know, we tweet that shit all the time, and nobody really cares. You know, really? it, it, everything that he did was in the face of comedy, so he gets away with it. He gets a pass. Well, yeah, I, I still believe that. You yeah. know, you know, if, if you mean no harm, you know, but my act think- is so insulting to everybody, but it moves like I insult you, and then you, and then you, and like you know, even the midgets are laughing all except you can't say midget except for part. <laughs> yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't I say that now. Well, can't I, say midget. You, you can't, but I do. No. You know? Yeah. But do you think the show that you did with Howard, you could do today? No, 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 no. 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 Mel Brooks just said in the paper the other day that uh, political correctness is ruining one, comedy. Oh, it already you, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Oh, oh that was great. That was great. <laughs> no, because it's ridiculous. You know, because the point of everything is this whole thing about the different pronouns and everything. If nobody gets hurt, there's no joke. The, the, Everybody it's called, gets it's hurt. It's called though, the punchline because if nobody gets hurt, there's nothing funny. But everybody gets hurt now. That's the problem. Everybody's offended. This yeah. is so, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Now, if if you think let's go around the table now, if you think he decided to go back to old badass Howard Stern, 
I don't. I'm not here. You you can discuss them. I, I, you know, I'm bored. But like, if you decided to go back to, um, you can't. You know, I'm the king of free speech. I could say whatever I want. Would he still get away with it, or would it turn into a fucking nightmare? Yawn. Yawn. (laughs) You know what it is. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Snapchat. MySpace. I mean, none of that. So listen, I've always said the same thing, and I don't care if you're the worst comic, the best comic, anybody that's trying to make people laugh. I'm their fan because it is so hard and it's such a challenge and it's it, it just beats you up. Whatever you can do. So, you know, it's so funny. In the old days when we used to go on the road, there'd be like three guys on the road. And, and they realized that was too much comedy. So they'd say, well, we'll have one guy be the opener and one guy's the middle and one guy's the end. And they said, well, you, well wait a minute. Why don't we get get a local guy to be the first guy and somebody, of course, got the bright idea. Why don't we get one of the DJs? From the radio station, they can advertise that the guy's coming and that we get promotion for the club. Win-win. And then he comes and hosts the show. And the DJs could not wait to get to the comedy club because they're disc jockeys. Whether you're Howard or whether you're Charlie and Walla Walla, everybody you run into is somebody you can help. The guy that's selling cars or the salesman. So it's like, oh, Charlie, you're the great. Oh, man, you're so funny. Oh, Charlie. And then they throw palms in and these D- these DJs would get to the open mic night, and they number one couldn't wait to show the world how funny they were, and they couldn't wait to say fuck. Oh well. And they get oh, up right. and say good evening, fuck, 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 and within a minute they'd see that they're not. This isn't the car salesman, and this isn't the, this. These people are real people waiting for you to be funny, and they wound up being the hugest fans of the comedians because they instantly realized. Nobody appreciates comedy more than somebody that stood up there and tried to do it, whether they did it for 10 years or two times or whatever. So, you know, it's God, whatever he was doing, he found his way. And, you know, and anybody that did, God bless him, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I. I, I I understand that because I, I I tried doing stand up like twice and it was a it was like open mic night and I realized that's possibly the worst night to do stand up because everybody in there is a comedian that's waiting to go up so no one's actually paying attention to you. There, there is no good, you know. It's you know it's so funny. Chris Chris Rock said comedians don't get paid for doing their show; they get paid for the twenty minutes before the show. And every time, every gig. <coughs> I'm 40 years this month, every gig, I'm out of my mind before. This is the night that the word has gotten out that I'm not funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> and until you're out there and you're killing, it's it's really crazy. Well, you know, it's just talking about something like that. I was uh, I was watching Conan O'Brien took like a hiatus on his show to revamp his show. And now they're back on the air. With and the I, band? I, well, I, no, not with the band. Like just to revamp the, the whole entire idea of late night. Wait, right. what are they doing? What's well, it's, he's actually. It's cur- great. They have they have a guy that comes out, and then there's a desk, and he has well, guests. It's all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the flopper before well, the I think he's trying to be a, like a, like a sharper, like edgy, you know, uh, host because he came out. He wasn't wearing a suit. He had a dungaree jacket on, and he was cursing during his monologue, which is unheard Wait, of. What? He was like saying uh, asshole and dick. What channel is he on now? He's though? on uh, TBS? what is it? Um, TBS. No. So how long a hiatus did he need to create? To reinvent I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but he's like <laughs> reading. He tra- he's trying to reinvent himself because everybody's so PC. I guess he's trying to be an edgier new Conan. And I got to be honest, it was I enjoyed it because uh, it, he seems more you know, relaxed because he's looking. He, 
everybody's like looking for a way in, you know. Well, yeah, but everybody's so political now. You know, as much as oh, um, thank you, man. That's yeah. It's you know, everybody's it was a, a three, that way. A three month hiatus. <laughs> Go, Don. You're passing this audition. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so See, when are we going to take our hiatus? And we'll come back and do this next week. When, once, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hiatus the next week is our hiatus. In. We got Jeffrey Gorian next week. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a famous comic. I don't know. How would you describe Jeffrey? So a guy takes his wife to a football game, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're sitting there, and a stranger just comes over and gives her a big wet kiss. And then another guy comes over and gives her a big kiss and feels her up a little bit. Another guy, pretty soon, there's a line of guys, and one by one, they're making outward, they're feeling her up under their her blouse, put their hand up her coat, grabbing a crotch. This is going on and on. The line's getting bigger and bigger. Finally, the guy sitting on the other side says, "Jesus Christ." Why would you bring your wife to a football game if she's going to carry on like that? He says, if I leave her home, they all go there and fuck her. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Jeffrey. Uh, Jackie, do you miss... um, Yeah, yeah. No, listen to me. Do you you miss having Joe Cunt and, and something like that or like a format like that? I love that. That was a lot of work for me. I, that really was a lot of work, putting that together and making sure everybody had a joke. Like I, Every Tuesday, from the time I got up, it was like, but it was such a labor of love. You know, just like I'm sure all the guys that have shows once a week and, and you know, just old jokes, but they had to be put together. And I, I loved it. And for eight years... We thought we were killing, and I thought you were killing. All of a sudden, Sabin takes us to to dinner. Tim, and uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be we're, here today. We're, we're all. It, it was the day of the Stern Christmas party that night, and it's like two two years before before we quit. I guess not quit before they quit us. Um, and it was the day of the Christmas party, and me and Ian were all fired up because we're going to tell him, look. We got to get more money. This is bullshit because they, it was an hour, but they were playing it six, seven, eight times a week. So they're right. really getting their money's worth. And we weren't making much money. So we're all set to ask them for more money. And before we opened our mouths, before the waiter came, Tim said, Well, the good news is we're not taking the show off the air. The bad news is you guys are on once a month. Jeez. Talk about getting nipped in the bud. And I, and I said, You know what? We can't do it once a month because you do it once a month. Nobody knows you're there. I said, you know what? Just keep paying us the same stupid amount. and We'll do a show every week anyway. So what we were making, all of a sudden we were making one-fourth as much. So we're working for nothing. Oh, and by the way, Merry Christmas. No, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Merry Christmas. And then, so we did that for like maybe a year and a half or like maybe two years or maybe one year, whatever it was. And then they just... The week before Thanksgiving, they just yanked the well, rug. They never gave us a reason. They just said, the show's over. You know, we're not going to have they, the joke on anymore. He, they never said it was, was too funny. It wasn't funny. It was too dirty. We got complaints. No heads up. No no reason. No forget rationale. About, forget, forget about any kind of lead. Just, just No rationale. Even if they said, listen, you know, uh, Howard's mother doesn't like it. Yeah, okay, right, there's right. You know, something, something to hang your hat on. Something. You know? But he always dreamed of having, when he went to Sirius, and I remember him talking about this for years, he always dreamed of having a huge network of different radio shows. It was like something he was compelled to do, and he started to do it, and then he just fucking dropped it. Well, because they gave him $40 they gave him and more said, money. all right, this is your money, now you have to hire the other shows out of it. And exactly. Like, you know. 
But instead that, of the, the money being siphoned off to people before he got it, it's like once he had it, it's like it's his. You know. Yeah. Well, it's like when your stock market goes way up. And you think you're rich, and then it goes back down. It was never your money yet, but fuck, <laughs> how much did you lose today? You know? Yeah. What's on that other station? Yeah, it's two stations. I don't know. No, oh, they, they, um, they've, they've taken the uh, wrap-up show and put it into Siberia. So now there's no wrap-up show after the show is on. It just constantly reloops the Howard the Stern show, show, and then the other two have their show on 101. And I think that's it. I don't even know. I don't, I don't listen. I always thought it was funny when they, when they said to him, so what do you want to call your stations? He goes Howard. Yes. <laughs> like, well, I think, you know, but of course, some, you, you can't pile on too much. I mean, that's what they, you know, that's Listen, what they had to call. That's still it. that's still what runs the. That's yeah, still what drives sure the business does. there. So you know. Although I have Sirius, and I, <clears> there are times like right now that I haven't listened to him in weeks. Because I like all the other stations that are on there. The music stations are great. I, I love going. I do John Fugelsang all the time, and I love doing John Fugelsang's show. And mm-hmm. I haven't been on Ron Bennington in a long time, but he's such a good guy. Well, we that, just saw Ron yeah, uh, we, last week. We went, we went show. to a Judd Apatow crashing um, interview. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. it was great, actually. Oh, at Town Hall or at the Y? It was I, down I, at the I, Village Vanguard. Well, which basically the comedy seller took over. I think over. he's one of the greatest interviewers that's out there right yeah, now. Yeah, no, really no, he's do. good. Well, I always have so much fun with him because he loves the old stories about the old days. What happened to Fez? Uh, he he burned out. He he got very ill. I think I think he had some uh, some serious illness things. I don't know if he had a heart attack or a stroke or something. But he's not around anymore. But I, you know, but I could be talking out of school. I don't know. But I, he just he just said that's that. Wow. Hmm. See, I never listened. Like I, I, I know I you left, didn't even know who Ron and Fez were. No, I like when I left Howard. I just thought like I had a car and I was in the car listening to radio. I just like I'm not. I don't listen at home, so I just dropped off the face of radio. It's like what's like I'm not going to listen when I go home. I got a fucking TV. Yeah, I I never was a radio guy ever ever ever. When I was a, you know, back when I was a hippie in the seventies, I was listening to. Albums. You know, cassettes of the Eagles cassettes. and cassettes of my own bad music and cassettes of our own bad comedy. <laughs> you know who listens to a lot of radio is Roy. He has a three-hour commute every day. <laughs> oh, I, li- I read. Podcasts. I listen to books. Yeah. I listen to the radio. Everything. You do. Is an it hour and a half? No, no, right. no. It's, it's, yeah. no so three, that's three hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I um, figured it out one time. I've been in the car for more than a year of my life. Wow. Yeah. I so. think the future, I think what's going to wind up happening with places like Sirius is that once cars uh, are Wi-Fi enabled, like that you can literally just get right on wherever right. you are. You know, we have so many choices now between podcasts. Well, they and, just about are now, you know. You know, and so you can listen to, you can just throw on your Pandora and listen to whatever you want for oh, it's amazing. a three-hour commute or whatever it is. They'll figure yeah. out how to do it so they keep all the money. Don't you worry about a thing. Do you listen to Alexander Hamilton on the uh, Alexander books, Hamilton. Books. Oh, yeah. It'll be way before that uh, musical came out. Way before. The, the Ron Chernow book? Yes. Way so, before. Oh, God. Yes. So good. I didn't get all wrapped up in it when it when that came out. And then I and then I, they said that it was from that book. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, I was Did you see that. Hamilton? No. Loved. No. I just no. Had... no, I cried and cried. If anybody mm. ever told me I was going to see a 600-pound black Thomas Jefferson and right? enjoy it, <laughs> right? singing rap, <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. And I, I, 100%. I, cried. I was crying. <laughs> I just cried. I went to see To Kill a Mockingbird yesterday, and it was absolutely fantastic. I cried my eyes out. It was, And, you know, they use the N-word, like, really liberally, and you forget well, that that is. That's, and that's what you enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, I get to oh. hear the f bomb dropped on a regular basis here on KKK podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Jackie, what else is going on? I know you had a very successful book. It wasn't real successful, but it's still selling. I think I sold as many this Christmas as last Christmas. I know it didn't burn it up, but the, it's so funny because I keep getting emails. Jackie, I finally bought your book. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I got the audio book. Oh, it was so pleasurable. I'm like, why now? You know, is it, tell, uh, tell somebody, tell somebody. Is know? it true? Like in the middle of, uh, I, I I didn't know this, but in the middle of Artie's audio book, he had to stop because he was so fucked up. He goes, you know what? I, I'm going to stop right now. He goes, I'm going to get someone else to read it. And I think like maybe Gary or somebody else finished his Brother. book because he couldn't finish it. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I have no. no idea. I would I believe no that. Idea. Yeah, no, no. Um, Chad, the guy that works here, he's the one who told me that because, you know, there's a big question about what's going on with Artie right now. And, yeah. you know, I heard that he's, he's playing well, Yonkers on, on if Friday. If you want to sell books, what do you do? You yeah. get the sa- second half recorded by that I had. I was with my father, and we went. I would decide to be a comedian. <laughs> I, I, too fat. I, I too pay fat triple to hear Gary reading. What is this big word? I do not know this big word. <laughs> I'd love oh to meet Gary. You know, we just did a three-hour thing on Robin's book, and we ended it with you reading that book. As Robin is one of the funniest, funniest fucking were you, things. Were you in the car when that happened? I might have Robin's been. book had just come out, or she got the advanced book. So, ooh, 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 have a book. Everybody have a book. <laughs> and we all had a book, and we are going to a screening somewhere. And it was me and Howard and Robin, and uh, you know what? It wouldn't have mattered to me either way. I, I don't know if she was in the car or not, but it was me and Howard and Ralph and Gary and John, whatever. We had a full limo, and we were going to a screening like a block away. Yeah, I was probably but there. But it takes... 45 minutes to get there because <laughs> we're, we're in, the limo. in the limo. In and it's the, in mid, traffic. Midtown Manhattan. I was so bored, you know, and I just saw it in my bag and I, I just see it happening, right? took the book out and opened it random and started reading it and they were fucking dying. I can't believe how stunning I am. Oh, well, motherfucker. She did, a, she did a whole show called uh, Quiver's a Lie. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I fucking love oh, her. Oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun to do, though, because we played, you know, clips from the book and then we'd intersplice a little bit of Jackie doing it. And it's just perfection. The <laughs> Two <laughs> years. Nobody had any idea I was fucking her. Two uh, years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and Jim Florentine. Oh, that's so <laughs> Big, so white, girthy. <laughs> you know, I remember when she like, because I used to do her news and shit like that. And like, so every morning, I, I once I got Howard up there, I'd go and like start, you know, sit with her and we'd talk and I'd get ready to do the news with her. And she comes in one morning and I just, I she goes, "Good morning, Grillo. How are you?" And I go, just like. I went, did you fucking get laid or something? <laughs> and she goes, I did, I did. <laughs> and this was like, this is like after she got sick and she had not been with anyone for like fucking years. And I, got, like, I, I was like, it was just such an obvious thing that someone cleaned their cobwebs, you know? <laughs> someone knocked the dust off that pussy. You know it always makes me think of, I don't know what Woody Allen movie it was. But he finally got laid. Might have been Annie Hall, and he finally banged her up. But he he had just gotten laid, and he was walking along the Brooklyn Bridge, 
and there was somebody sitting on the on the rail of the Brooklyn Bridge, and he's walking along. And he's so happy. He's they walk past the person, and just kind of smacked him <laughs> on the back. <laughs> oh, <no>! <laughs> just <laughs> so funny. It <laughs> always makes me think. I mean, somebody says, "I just got laid." I'm like, so one of my favorite stories about Jackie is that. You know, I was probably like 19 or 20 years old, and I had never been to a wake before. And, um, really? Because, well, my family, like, they, they kept the kids out of the wake, and I was uh, Absolutely. I, I was the old, You weren't allowed to go as a kid, and I was the oldest of, like, 16 grandkids, so I always had to watch all the younger kids. So I was like, and plus, my family was like, what do you want to go see your fucking dead body for? Yeah. You know? So, I, I, like, so now, I'm on the show, and Jackie's father passes away. And I'm in the back. Yeah, one, of my, one of my good memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but you actually Let's talk about something. So fun. no, but I so, but no, but like, I'm in the back, stiff as a fucking board, and I'm just like there, like, and I just want that to like the, the dead the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing I'm lost. A, I'm, I'm as stiff as I'm as stiff as I'm as stiff as Jackie's dad. Did, did you yeah. mean boards? Who's yeah. more yeah. dead here? Let's play. Who's more dead here, Steve or the guy in the club? Yeah. And uh, Jackie, so Jackie comes up to me, and I, I'm avoiding the coffin at all costs. Jackie comes up to me, and goes, "Come on, let me introduce you to Pop." And he fucking <laughs> he drags me up to the coffin, and I'm just like, "Yeah, hi, Mr. Morley." Oh, <laughs> uh, but then the, the best thing was is because Jackie's dad was a fireman. So everybody in, in like it was the prayer right before they had the All funeral. All the firemen come yeah. out in full full dress, and, right and the, the, the priest is doing the fucking the the, the last rites for like prayer or whatever. And then there was a moment of silence, and Jackie goes, "I hope there's not a fire." <laughs> and, I, and the fucking whole place just like just erupts in laughter. It, it, it was like a circle of people, and the priest called for a moment of silence, and the place was so. Quiet and somebody yeah. had to break in it. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can <laughs> There's go a fire. That Jesus thing's going Christ. down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. That yeah, was great. that was too funny. So, and so you're just still like, have you done any TV shows? Have you got just, no, just torn you know, around? Uh, what? Are, you know, I, I'm doing just enough shows to keep me happy. You know, like if you remember the Joan Rivers documentary, she would complain because she'd look ahead a couple of months and the pages were all white in her book because she didn't have gigs. And I'm not comparing myself to her, but same thing. A couple months ahead, I got nothing. But for the last 20 years, they fill in. They just on the way here, I got a text saying, "Oh, you know, the gig is good for you know," and they just fill in and fill in and fill in. But it just like the, being nervous before a show. It's like at some point maybe they won't, you know. And it's but it's just perfect, but, you know. Being a comedian, to me, at, at my age, I'm at the point where, I don't know if this is ever, this is my experience, is like, all of a sudden you go a couple months or have a long without being invited to a wedding. It's like, I guess I got no friends and I got no life, you know? And then finally you get invited to a wedding and then it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta go to I a guess. wedding, you know? <laughs> I'm so worried about having a gig. Like, oh, fuck, I got a gig tonight. You know, you, you know, you can't make somebody happy, you know? Yeah, but when you're young, you go to all, all the weddings because your friends get married. Everybody's and then there's a married. big space of no weddings. And then when those kids get older, then they invite Right, right. Well, the whole, and, that's and it's, it's always exciting. It's that, always that's exciting. what happened to me when I when I got married. Like, we, we didn't want to, we just, basically, I was getting health insurance, and I said to Maureen, I go, Hey, I'm getting health insurance. If we go to City Hall, you know, I can get you health insurance Good reason too. Reason to get married. So <laughs> kinda, we, but we kinda were kinda living is, together. Kind of is. You know. So I go. She goes, Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like health insurance. So I call. You know, I so I, I get her a ring. For, I get her a ring for Christmas. You know, and then just just because that's what you do. And I didn't want to do a big yes. deal usually. So I I, I I I tell my mother. I said, Yeah. I said, I now pronounce you man independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. 
So I go to my mother. Man and I go. Blue cross, blue I go. Uh, Man and stiff board. <laughs> I said, Mom. Well, just talking about what you were saying, my my mom goes. Said, Mom, we're gonna go down to City Hall. We're just gonna get you know the piece of paper, and so she can get health insurance. And my mom like erupted. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? My son's not gonna have a wedding. I went. We don't want a wedding. We just want to go to City Hall, and that's that. And she goes like, Oh yeah, well, all these people that I have to go to their kids' wedding, and I can't have my own son's wedding. And I went, All right, all right, all right. So what'd you do? We uh we had a, a again every show always goes back to Brunelli's. Um we did a, a we held it we held, <laughs> we held he got up on stage and said to her, "Can I have your whole and handy matrimony?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's no, good. That's we, good. We, we no we had it around St. Patrick's Day because I got my Irish family, my Italian family. I always say I'm half Irish, half embarrassed. So we had it at Brunelli's. You had to wear a green. You couldn't wear a tie. Oh, um and. It, the 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 menu was uh, chicken parm, salmon, and corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> so we did that, and then we went around the corner that the people that salmon. I couldn't invite to. We went to uh, Finnegan's Wake Pub, and we had the people that I couldn't invite to the wedding because it was only seventy people. And um, I I've been hanging at that place. I well, love that place. Finnegan's Wake Pub. It's it's like first and seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the owner's a really nice guy. Oh, great place. We reserved the whole bar for the other people that I couldn't invite, and then and then everybody went to the nightclub that I worked at. All my nightclub friends, and they had like a bottle of champagne and a bottle of vodka for us. So you had more of a wedding than most people. Yeah, but exactly. you know what? The it was no it was no brainer. It was just like just fucking Brunelli's, Finnegan's Wake, and then the nightclub. It was awesome. And we didn't have to worry about what you had to wear, how to get there. It was just so easy, you know? You know, there was no way that I could get married with that show. There was just no Why? way. Why? Uh, oh, please. And uh, so what happened is we went to <laughs> well, California. For, <laughs> went to California to do the show, and then we were going on vacation. But weren't you married when you did the show? He got married not, during not the until, show, right? Yeah, not until 1988. Oh, okay. And uh, um, 87, rather. What? You know, it's really funny. I get I get confused. But uh, we uh, we we went to California, and then Nancy booked the whole thing in Hawaii. And and after the California gig, we had vacation. So we went to Hawaii, and you know, eloped and got married and the whole thing. But nobody had any idea. And then when it was time to go back to work, we were in Hawaii for two weeks. So I, I, don't, I don't think it was on the air, but it might have been. I said, hey, <laughs> I'm still in Hawaii. I got married. Don't fire me. I, I know they played that tape on the air, but I don't know if it was on the air. But it was great. It was you know, great. we were listening to the tape of um, how merciless he was when, um, when your cat died. And, you know, we were laughing about it because they're so very into cats now. And it's like, oh, how fucking yeah. hypocritical. I mean, they beat the now shit out of you. what they do, just edit all of that out yes. of the show Yes, forever. they have. Yes, they have. Oh. Yeah, they're said it. I've heard things that I went, wait a minute. He said something else there. Uh, yeah, on my, on my uh, website, what they actually do is some people have, I mean, people have archives, tons of it. And right. they'll show where they'll do Sternthology back in the day when Jackie was on. And Artie as well. I mean, literally, they will take out the huge chunk of where Artie or Jackie were, right? And just play it into the next uh, segment. Enough. <laughs> the cat's still dead. What's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Artie's nose? Well, it's yeah. completely gone. I yeah. don't know. I'd rather talk about Howard than that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love the guy. I'm just. He so, is good. I just don't want to get the phone call and have us all calling each other. Listen, what? Well, there was nothing we could do. He's very, what what very can nice. you do, man? Nice like, guy. like at this point, like 
It's either he's gonna like. Well, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out more on fr- fr- Friday because tomorrow he's supposed to be playing in Yonkers. Right. So uh, I had heard from some people that he just locked himself in. He's either gonna kill himself or he's going to. No, but um, where, where are you? Come on. No, no, no. Where are you hearing that? No, no, no. From, no don't don't, don't the put business. that in the air. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> actually. Yeah, I was on Radar Online to be honest. With you, oh, so was, play, Radar. Ah. No, but the story, basically, what it is... <laughs> that, is that guy's told everybody for 12 years that I only have two fingers on each foot. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, oh, he has drug court on January 31st. Oh, so really? So that's his next... Uh, Jersey City? The guy from <laughs> Writer Online? That's, no, no, no. no, the, no. The, the, that's, <laughs> that one, yeah, that, he probably does too. And so, but that was the rumor, but, you know, I've tried texting him and his number's not, well, he changes his number, like, he no, changes yeah, his underwear, it, it, so he can't really judge on that at all. But, yeah, he has tomorrow, and then he has another gig, like, I think next week. We should probably I know to- Levy was working with him all the time, and was always well, with him, and he- I said, you got to get Artie to do my stupid documentary, and he said, yeah, Artie's into it, and I'm going to talk to him again again day. and this was before his face completely fell apart. But I'm wondering, I, I hope Levy is... Where's Levy, too? I haven't to, seen him at trying all. Trying to back. do his best. To, you know, you never know if the person is helping or hurting. You know, like the people around Belushi. You know, if you didn't get him drugs and get him what he wanted, you're out of there. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. Like Elvis. There's Le- a guy that he has around him called Dan the Enabler. And, no, he's and not it's, Dan it's, it's, no, 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 hold on a second. Wait, it's not Dan the Producer. There's Colorado? another guy. He's another guy that he, he, he was on TMZ where he was fighting with the guy with that over the bag in the hotel lobby. That's another Dan. Oh, I don't. And, and Dan, a, Dan is supposedly changed something. It's a whole different uh, story. Uh, about my yeah. cock. Well, what, what about the yes. documentary? It's been a long time now. <laughs> no, I know. And I told Ian. I said I'm really looking more and more and more stupid. I don't even like bringing it up. You know. You have but a documentary. But I saw what they, they they've got like 75 percent of it. And it's 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 really I guess great. But you can't look at a documentary about yourself and say, oh, man, that's great. You know, <laughs> but it's fun. And people say nice stuff and interesting stuff. And i got some smart friends. Is there a rough cut on it? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Well, it would be weird. To, like, like if someone made a documentary about me and I had that much input on it and it wasn't just done out of like well, outside. No, I don't the, have that, all or that maybe much after input, I'm dead. but he wanted me to take a look at it. Yeah. You know? Hello? But it's my guy. You know, it's, yeah. it's my... Uh, my radio partner, so it's, yeah. it's a close brother. Well, would you would you do the joke hunt again? Yeah, you know, I I have four hundred of them. I have them all on tape. I'm you did four hundred of those shows. Four hundred and two, and I didn't realize it was eight years. Jesus, <coughs> and and oh, time goes fast when you're having fun. <laughs> but I want I would love to do a show where I just roll that and stop it to comment on it. You know, I did some shows when we, when I was doing the joke hunt. You know, it's so fun. For however long, people treat me well until they find out they're not supposed to. You know, when we, when I first got to, uh, I used to go on Sirius and fool around uh, with Phil Iazetta, and we had so much fun, and it was really great. And I was supposed to be the voice of Raw Dog and all this. And then they yanked the whole deal because Howard was coming. And I said to, to myself, why would they lie to me? Why not just say, look, we don't want you for the gig. They had contracts and everything. I was actually going to get paid a lot of money to be the guy saying, you know, that was Chris Rock, and now here comes Sam Kennison, you know, the voice. But then a couple of months later, there was Howard on Sirius, which I never thought would happen because, to me, the whole show was dancing right up to the line and dancing around the line. And the minute fuck, cunt, shit, piss, you know, it, it loses the charm, I think. 
You know, because I, you know, I go to people's houses. They say, "Well, we're going to be eating with my parents. Are you all right with that?" And like, <laughs> you know, I spent, yeah, I I spent fifteen years, four hours a day, and never had got bleep for cursing. You know, people forget how clean the show was relatively. Relatively. But but they used to give me the the new program director there, when uh, the new program director came. He was a huge fan, and he used to give me two hour blocks, like like. Uh, October would be Joketober, and every Wednesday for the month, or every Thursday for the month from like four to six, or That's from a great five gig. to seven, you know, it it just be me for two hours, and then a week from then, two for the whole month, or, or April Fools, and I just for two hours. The, the the engineers loved me. We'd sit there and they'd play a cut of my album from one of my albums. And then we'd goof about it, and I took phone calls and told stories, and it was my girlfriend thought it was the greatest show in the world. And then all of a sudden, they just said, well, you know, after like two or three years of that, just, uh, oh, no, we're not doing that anymore. Once again, no explanation, no reason why. It wasn't like I was getting paid, you know. Well, and that's, that, that's what makes you crazy, because the first thing an artist does, to call myself an artist, but the first thing <laughs> you do is you blame yourself. Well, oh, that, it wasn't funny enough. Oh, it wasn't interesting enough. That's like a, but it canceled on a TV show. I mean, that happens all the time, right? You yeah, think, it's, it's just, somebody, somebody, it, you, you think you're rolling big, and the next thing you know, they come in, they go, yeah, we decided to cut it, you know. Yeah, we're, but we're, but we're usually you, it's the ratings, or, or you said the producer's mother gives bad blowjobs. Well, how about, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim, uh, uh, what's his name, Alan? Sabian? No, the guy from <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Tim Allen. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, Tim Allen. No, they canceled they the show, canceled and they the brought show, it back. He was, he, Eight million people a week were watching it. But it was a political thing, so they, they canceled. Well, but there's a, not that that's fair. No, but that's a reason. Right, right. You know, they never. Tim never. They, gave they, you a they, they couldn't. No, it wasn't Tim. No, it wasn't Tim. It was a, a, some John somebody. Oh. I wanted to that's ask you a question because I see every once in a while, like <coughs> you flitter in and out of Twitter, and I know, I know how. No, hard it I is. I tweet uh, jokes every the, day at the same time. That's, but but you don't really do a lot of interaction. Like you're not. I really... don't. I do very 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 little. If I. But I look at the comments, and if there's something I like, somebody says something nice, uh, I'd probably retweet it. And if it's somebody says something really shitty, I block them, you know. I, I read it, your jokes aloud sometimes. I read them aloud as well. Like this, if it's, if it's a little bit fun, but people, you know, you know, What's if the... a guy writes five times in a row, I don't get it. Like, all right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the truth is, you know what I do is if somebody makes a bad comment, I go to the site, and if I see that American flag or if I see some pro-Trump <laughs> shit, I'm like, you're out of yeah. here. All right, let Thank me see. We've got to do this old school. We'll try to do it on the speakerphone. Can't you do uh, this? Are you there? Hi. Yeah, this is, I just, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Okay. Oh, who's that? It's Gary. It's Gary Delavante. Yeah, he couldn't figure it out to get in the fucking line. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Jackie? I'm doing groovy, man. You should have been here two minutes ago. People were talking about you, and I told them not to. So, okay, so here's the deal. It's interesting. I was just uh, telling the guys in the back, you know, before I, I was I had it out uh, today from the office, you said a lot of shit about, about me in this last book. That, you know, I never, I thought we reconciled a few years ago. And you start, you stirred shit up again. And man, I just don't understand where you're coming from. Are you talking to me? Yeah. You know, I'll tell you exactly. You know what? I haven't gone back and looked. Go but, ahead. But uh, it's really funny because, um, I, you know, I wrote a lot of it a long time ago and then kept adding stuff to it. But I wound up with two books full. 
I had literally 600 pages, and I only needed 300 pages. So I had to pick and choose. It was like Sophie's Choice, and I picked and chose what chapters I was going to use. And okay. I, I started, uh, there was not supposed to be mean spirit at all. I didn't mm-hmm. Baba Fluey, Flaw Flaw Flu. I, I got a kick out of, I was keeping myself entertained by referring to you by something different all you, the I time, which, which is very stupid, but that's a martling running joke. But then when you contacted me and said, gee, Jack, you never went out of your way to at least say, hey, the guy's good. But I am sure that that is somewhere. And I have I've not gone and looked, but I'm sure in in one of the because there were there was a chapter on private parts and a chapter on butt bongo fiesta and a chapter on nutrient. There was like 10 or 15 stern chapters that never made it in. And I'm sure at some point. I, I, I went out. No, no, no. I'm not talking about it in the book. I'm talking about the chapters that didn't make it. I'm not making excuses, but I'm telling you, I there, there was it was not supposed to be a negative thing at all. So I, so I'm I sorry. Should be justified because what's on the cutting room floor is loaded with <laughs> you know Pat Gary on the back. No, so no. I, I, you know what? I have to. I have to look. I, I apologize that I never went to look because because it just <clears> seems to me like I wouldn't have let that slip by. Because it, I always, and I'm not it's, it's sucking your balls. I mean, I always, I always thought you did a great job, and I, I defended you more than anybody. You know, I was always defending well, you, you and no, Fred. You you know. I, I, I'm not disputing that. But I'm not but talking about on the air. I'm talking about to people and people. Oh, you know, right. like oh, no, I hope no, when I, people I, say, "Is Jackie right, really an idiot?" I've talked to it's come back to me that you, you have, you, you, you know, you've been kind in that way, more <laughs> than complimentative, but. But, you know, but that's one thing. But then to see it out, you know, in bold-faced print like that, it, it just, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a cut to the solar plex, you know? All right, well, it's I, it certainly wasn't meant, and, uh, and you know, that's so funny because the further I went along, the more outrageous right. my references to you were. You know, Gee, what's so funny? Uh, why? Because tell me who it is. It's, it's sour shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really, I really thought it was him. I wouldn't set you up like that, Jackie. Come on, I set oh, you up like this. I, I can't believe you gave it up so early. No, I, know, I, I, I can't know, let him swing. <laughs> Because I know he really thought it was Gary. <laughs> well, like, with the phone connection, who the hell did he tell you? You know, it's so funny. I think we would have given away if he started going into the 922 wine. Yeah, yeah. Five months since 922 wine. No, the look at I'm, I'm since 1979. Hey, what do you call? What do you well, call? Grill, I hope you're enjoying my last yeah, <laughs> here on your show. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I couldn't let you go I'm a lot further. I'm up to the guy. I was being, <laughs> yeah. I was being totally sincere. <laughs> That's cool. A practical joke, Jackie. Wait, that, so I gotta tell you, I saw uh, Sour Shoes is maybe one of the nicest people on the planet. I didn't know who he was. I heard his name, and I didn't understand what he did in the personations because, again, I don't listen to the show not out, out of anger, just out of convenience. So, a cousin of mine, my cousin Teddy, loves him and listens to Howard. So we have they have, we have an annual family picnic, the Monday Bash, uh, every year, and Teddy goes. You, I, I, you realize I. Haven't heard a word you said. Yeah, I say what it I was thrilled uh, that Grillo and Gary were on good terms and yeah, yeah. calling into the show. Like, how nice is that? For, you know, I wanted to say what a nice guy. Just, just to finish up what Steve said, as Artie, you know, Jack, you met Sour Shoes when you were on your way out of the Stern show. He used to set up with a keyboard from school. He used to leave school. No, no, I, I, I distinctly remember that I met him a million times. I thought, I didn't think he called Gary the show a lot. Madison Avenue, Garrock, you guys met. I, he used to set up a keyboard and do all the impersonations and songs. 
And, uh, and you know, I would get there <laughs> wide awake and, and, and raring to go when we walked out of the show. I'm sure I remember. Right, right. Sa- Stacy said, you know what, let's bring him upstairs, you know? Sour, <laughs> sa- sa- sour Shoes, I just have to tell you, I do a podcast called Radio Gunk, and we love you so, so much. You are, you, you are the most underutilized, <laughs> underappreciated person that is ever on that Stern show, and, and we love you to death. And, you know, Sour's a great guy in, in real life He as really well. is. That's he, what I was trying to say. He, like, he does he, charity he, work. He's like... Like, just a beautiful human being. He came up to the, the family okay. picnic just just to play. You know, he doesn't ask for anything. You know, we, we, everybody gave, everybody pitched in and gave him. But he just Jackie. sat there and was just so nice to meet everybody. He's just such a good guy. Amazing. And I appreciate Jackie, you calling Steve's in. Thank you. family. Jackie, Steve and Girls. Girls got a great family up there in Sullivan uh, County. I've met them all along the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to fuck his aunt. And Mo. In Atlantic City. What? They went to one of your shows. So, and they listen, Shower Shoes, do you have anything to plug? Are you going to be anywhere? No, I was saying my mom and dad met Jackie, and Jackie, you were really nice to them. This was See, about mom two and years dad. ago. <laughs> you know, I actually hear that from a lot of people, and when yeah. I, it's not a quint. It's not like you know who people are. You're just nice to them, and they say, "Oh, yeah, yeah you met my parents thirty years ago." Yeah, they said, they said my son Michael Sour Shoes has known you for years. You guys have so much fun. It's great to hear him impersonate you and call different people all over the world as Jackie the joke man That's, do you, do you <laughs> know who Paul Bargazzi is I love oh, do I, uh, Jackie the joke man oh, oh, all right. I love doing that thank this, you thank you for calling it Sour Shoes we're definitely going to have you back right. on that, hey, hey, hey you love you all you, you, got, got, you got me 110% that was great. I, I, I love you. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes, I know exactly. We were, we were texting each other here at the oh, table. You know. <laughs> you know. Bye. Bye. Because bye. I, heard, I don't know whether I, I think I actually heard it sour. from Gary that he really wasn't happy about <laughs> being called all those. So well, that was, he didn't make that up out of a clear blue sky. Oh, I don't know. No, I just no, said, no, no. It was just something we just started. <laughs> I, said be, I said be angry, Gary. No, but, but, but I, I don't know if anybody was even aware that he wasn't happy with that. I'm dying. I'm dying. Thank you, Sour Shoes. You'll definitely be back on again. Okay, hello, hi, both. It's Sal Gubinelli. Okay, both. <laughs> <laughs> go, he does. He can't stop when he starts. He can't stop. Okay, Max. Yeah, you can't, you can't shut off. Hey, this is Howard. You gotta go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Anything else, Robin? Anything else, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> love you, Sour Shoes. Oh my I love God! You. I love you so much. Bucks. Okay. Uh, you want to see? Don't miss Jackie the Joke Man at Melville's, the Funky Fish in Melville, Long Island. <laughs> How do you know that? Don't miss Benji and Dialer Dancer. Benji and his naked lesbian friends at One Hundred Dialer Dancer. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. I love you. Love, love you. you. Bye. 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 Bye, Jackie. Bye. Bye, honey. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I do know Paul very well. He used to be. Who? He worked. At, he worked at Brunelli's. Paul Bugazzi. He actually might be a guest on the show soon. Oh, he's a real good guy. He's yeah. the guy who put me in the movie Potluck. Okay. But I used to do shows a lot of times up in, uh, what's it, uh, Valley Cottage at Mr. Rip's, and there was a place, what's, uh, Nyack, and there was a Days Inn in Nyack where some guy put on shows, and that was when I was filling up whatever hole that they had on a Thursday night and making fortune. And I was playing Stump the Joke Man, and... You know, there's certain things that you do all the time, you know. It sounds like you make it up as you go along. but And uh, and so guys are standing up to play something to joke, man. And I said, all right, you know, who, you know, I see some. All right, you, sir, stand up. Stand, and, of course, he's a little tiny Italian guy, and he was standing yeah. up. So, yeah. stamp, so, it's really funny. <laughs> so he starts to ask me a joke, and he's talking with his hands. And I said, all right, put your hands down and t- and ask the joke. And he... He couldn't do it. And, and he couldn't do it. And, uh, yeah. The crowd was going fucking wild. And he couldn't 
and he couldn't do it. And then years later, we have a party for potluck, and Paul says, uh, this is my father. He says, yeah, he says, you broke my balls <laughs> 10 years ago because I couldn't hold my hands down. Oh, it's so great because I wound up giving him all kinds of shit. You yeah. know? Isn't that one of, one of your jokes? How do you keep an Italian quick, silent, you should make him sit on his hands kind yeah. of thing? Something like <laughs> what, that. What do you call Italian with one arm? What? That's a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I didn't know there was something there. So right, One arm shorter than the other. That's what it was. Well, uh, uh, you know, Paul's a good guy. You know, he, he worked at, you know who he was married to, right? Malika. Malika Kinnison, Sam's wife. That was long. He was the guy that used to get the girls, the Snapple girls, for Channel oh, 9. really? And he used to get these parts in these horrible movies. Well, he was over on in the middle, way, way late on the worst cable stations, and all of a sudden he'd be the limo driver or the chauffeur. <laughs> I said, Paul, you're always in these stupid movies because he's in with all the Italians, and yeah. he said, get me in a movie. He used, One he... day he said, hey, I got your role in a movie, and... Uh, and I was really excited. And then we uh, we, we met at the Italian American Society. The, the I've been meet, there. The meeting yeah. for potluck, <clears throat> and it was so exciting. And that's where I met Paul Bernard, and and got whole con- connected. Willie, Willie DeMeo. He wasn't in potluck, but yeah, yeah, same idea. And then Paul couldn't be in potluck because he got the gig in '61. Yeah, he was Billy Crystal. He yeah, played Yogi Berra. Played the Yogi I, said, Berra. I don't know if I tell anybody. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that, that, that sort of that that turned the corner for Paul. But he was working at Brunelli's for a little bit. He was like hosting the Wednesday night, that famous the, Wednesday right, night right, party. The producer slash yeah. murderer slash. But and, you know, I have that weird. You know, I when I first started on the show before I ever made it on the air, I, like when you guys went to go do Channel Nine, right? I would. Uh, I would answer the phones. You guys leave early on Friday, and I stayed in, just because I was so lucky to be in the studio. And I, you know, um, uh, Malika Kinnison called up, and it was she. She's on the phone, and I hear Sam in the back. She goes, "We just got married," and I was like, "Oh my god, congratulations!" She goes, "We want to announce it on the show Monday morning," and I was like, "I can't believe that." And I was like, so I was like, it was a best of that day or something. And it was something weird where I thought, I wonder what happened. And when this I, is like Friday? Yeah. I, I and said, you're wondering, are they still going to be married? No, <laughs> no. But they said they, they wanted to call up on Monday morning and announce it. And I thought that morning, I was like, I wonder what happened. How would, how would, how would handle someone dying that he was close to on the air? And I thought that. And then Sam and, Sam and Malika call up and they say they don't know if they're going to be in L.A., or in Vegas, take down both numbers because we want Howard to be the first one to know. And then they died on the fucking way to Vegas on the fucking highway. That's where they got into the car accident and Sam died. Wow. No, no, no. Yes, I no, no. Yes, Not right after they got married. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. I'm. I guarantee you. You looked that up. They got married that that week. They didn't tell anybody. They called that Friday. I took the message because I called Gary at home and said Sam and Malika got married. They want to call the show on Monday. They don't know if they're going to be in L.A. or Vegas. And Gary was like, "Oh my God, that's wonderful." And they died. They, they he died on the way to Vegas. And it was so weird. So, I, so I, but yeah, they had been together a long time. Maybe yeah. they just hadn't got married. But I, yeah. I don't. I would think I would remember that. No, I do because it freaked me the fuck out. Like I kind of in my brain predicted. Did you that come he, in and tell them? Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't have that status at that point. And I, in fact, I wasn't even in that day because I listened to it at home, and because uh, I was still like on and off, and I just started. So Boy, it was there's like, a lot of ways to get out of being married, but Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam knew what he was doing. So no, I, but I got to speak to Malika and tell her that story. She goes, "I remember leaving you that message." 
It was like I was like it was the creepiest thing because I remember the next day someone told me I was like he didn't die he just got married he's, he's he, he was uh they're gonna announce it on the air on Monday that's one of those fake stories and then all of a sudden I saw the news report oh my god and I had to sit oh, down I had no idea of that no yeah. idea so so uh, where, where are you gonna be next Jackie yeah six days before his death. Uh, uh, I just reading that yeah Wednesday February sixth I'm gonna be at the Parks Lounge. Parks Casino, rather, in Ben Salem, which is a great gig at a casino. Where is that? Ben Salem? Ben Salem. Salem. And then uh, February 9th, I'm at the same place, Central Stage, where Artie's going to be Friday night. Okay. Central Stage uh, in Yonkers, which is great fun. And then uh, February 22nd, 23rd, I'm at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in South Jersey, which is always just a hoot. You ever been there? It's Uncle Vinny's? It's this little tiny restaurant, and the whole world works there. It's just Point Pleasant. It's in the middle of oh, nowhere right. in the winter, and it's still so great, so fun. The last time I saw Artie was a place up uh, in Ellenville, up by my place upstate, and it was like, just like a, a, it was a, I guess a wedding place that they decided to turn it into a comedy store, and then Artie played it, and I, I think Florentine played it, and Gilbert played is it. Is it a comedy club or is it just a restaurant? It's, it's a restaurant. It's the back that, of a restaurant. It's a right? restaurant slash wedding place slash comedy. Is club. this one of those? Because I, I might have worked this. Were you just driving and driving and driving, and, the, and all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere, here yeah, you, it is. You, you pass it, yeah, yeah. That's what so the great. last time that's I saw great. Artie. That's a JJ, that's a JJ yeah. game. Jackie, so, um, um, what's Jackie's Friday Five? Because I was noticing that on Twitter. What is that? Um, it's a good news, bad news story. You know, um. I've been friends with Sid Rosenberg for a million years. He he works in Los in in uh, New York and gets fired. Then he goes to Boca and gets fired. And he's back and forth <laughs> and back. But he always comes up smiling. And uh, he he was the guy who was on the phone with Don Imus when Don Imus made the famous nappy headed hose oh, really? crack. You know, because they were good good friends. And he's a real sports guy. But he came to every show I ever had at Boca. And he always promoted me on the air, and he's always we always had a mutual admiration society. And then him and Bernie were hanging out, waiting for Imus to retire, because Bernie was Imus's producer, Bernie McGurk, forever. And then a couple months ago, they got Imus's morning slot on WABC. So I called Sid and said, "Hey, let me call, and I want to promote a gig." He said, "Okay." So I called up and I told a bunch of jokes, and killed those guys, and they loved it. And when I got done. I texted Sid and said, you know, it'd be the greatest thing if I could just come on on Friday and tell five jokes and people would hear the jokes and then they could tell them all weekend and people say, where'd you hear those? I heard them from Jackie on Bernie and Sid. It's a win for everybody. But meanwhile, I've been coming up with ideas like that for 40 years, right? (laughs) So all of a sudden I look on Twitter and Sid had announced that every Friday at night, right? <laughs> That's how you know you got a job. And I did it. This is, this is another one of those things. Like we're just talking about it. I did it for six weeks. And all they kept saying was, this is one of the most popular things on the show. Everybody loves it. They can't get enough. Oh, they like, blah, 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 blah. And then over Christmas, I got a text from the producer. Well, we, we're just going to have you once a month. Oh my God! That's what I, happened I, the other time. Just, yeah, wait, wait a little while. You'll I get know. fired. I was like, <laughs> deja vu all over. So the bottom line is, I'm on tomorrow. You know, tomorrow okay. is my Friday, and it's just I go in and sit there and shoot the shit for you know a couple minutes, and then I tell my five jokes, and and it's great fun. It's great promotion. You know, there's a lot of people listening, so I dig it. And and Bernie and Sid are really great guys. I know Bernie was, uh, Imus's. Coffee Boy, whatever. When I the first day I went into the Stern Show in 1983, he was there with uh, 
you know, Gary. Would he was like, he was like Boy Bernie. Yeah, but he was Boy <laughs> Bernie. Yeah. So He's, yeah, wait. I wanted to ask everybody. Good character. They're, they're really good characters. Oh, there's a movie on Netflix that that's starring Dustin Hoffman and Chevy Chase. Did anybody get a chance to watch it? No. Yeah, John, no. could you find out the name of that? I watched. Forgot the name of it, but it's actually a really good movie. And Chevy Chase actually acts his ass off. He do you actually, mean Dustin Hoffman or do you mean Richard Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. So it's uh, a, it's based. You said as, Dustin Hoffman. Did, I, I so who's Richard in the Dreyfus. movie? I'm Richard, confused. Richard Dreyfus and and, and Chevy Chase. Hoffman. About an old comic <laughs> yeah. that wants to go around and be funny. One last. No, I think time. the premise yeah. is that he wants to be Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> that makes more yeah, sense. Well, yeah, he's uh, which means he needs his eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, no, I watched it on Netflix, and it was actually really, really fucking good. I'm sure it's good. But, sure but Chevy Chase, like, I, I was like, oh, he's gonna be over the top. He's gonna be like, he actually decided to act. Uh, he's in older the movie. and wiser. He's you know, you know. And uh, but I didn't know if anybody seen it. I, I, I wanted to bring it up. But, you know, um, I, I went past that. The other, you know, we watched the Norman Lear documentary, which is just. I read the book. Crazy, crazy good. Real good. Crazy, crazy. Is that good. on Netflix? Yeah. Did you read the book? Netflix, Netflix no. Amazon, Net- Hulu, yeah, you yeah, name yeah. it. Right. One of them. One right. of them. Real yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to start wrapping up. Monique, you want to plug Radio Gunk? What's up? RadioGunk.com backslash forums if you want to come talk to, talk about the Stern Show or about Artie or about Jackie because we talk about all of you or about Grillo and, uh, or about, you know, Roy because, there you go. because who else is talking who about Roy? Who likes to talk about Roy? <laughs> Roy. Not my wife. And find, Roy. Us on, and find us on YouTube and on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. So, Roy, uh, we'll just talk about Brightshot for a little bit. Brightshot just came back from a very successful trip to Atlanta. Thank you. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that and tell them a little bit about the amazing Brightshot lights that you invented. We uh, got on a new show called Greenleaf. It's not a new show for... Greenleaf. Yeah, it's been on for a while and owned. We are uh, looking like we may get Legacy and The Residents, and uh, we're definitely not going to get Zombie Land (laughs) 2. But if you want some free shit... All you got to do is go to brightshot.com on our Facebook page and then write, Hey, Noah, send me a fucking shirt. Noah. Steve. Yeah. Steve said. Steve said, said send me a send fucking shirt. Send me a fucking shirt. shirt. So and then I, put I, your size in there, and whether you're a male or female. I've been asking you for a shirt know, for so long. Yeah, you guys they, don't have shirts? They, the they got really cool trucker hats. They got really nice yeah, T-shirts. I yeah. got shit. Yeah. I got hey. The, I didn't give you a shirt. I got more well, from Jackie over at Joe <laughs> I got a shitload of Jackie stuff. If anybody's <laughs> shooting a movie or any event, Bright Shots are only 3.8 amps. They go any color, any color temperature. They got built-in special effects like police lights, lightning, ambulance, Fireworks! It's it's the most. You don't even need actors. Yeah, it's <laughs> just it's look a, at a microphone. It's the Swiss Army knife of movie lights. If you're doing anything in the movie entertainment business, you're crazy not to use Bright Shot. Mm. I want to thank all our new sponsors. We got my accountant Richard Prinzi, or you can go Richard at Prinzi.com. He is the best tax accountant in the business, especially if especially because you're, in, you're not in jail. Well, because I'm not in jail. <laughs> I uh, he is advertising with me because I am the best advertisement there can possibly be. As you can. <laughs> probably tell i'm not the sharpest hack in the drawer <laughs> <laughs> and um my you know i i i wasn't in trouble with the irs but i had an accountant you that, can't even spell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so i wasn't in trouble but the accountant that i had um was basically not uh doing my taxes correctly and when i brought my shit to richard prinzi 
he like got angry at me and he says, "Who the fuck is doing your taxes? The IRS?" Should we Richard, mention that guy's name? R- Richard Prinzi? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, the other guy. So you can get. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, F Sharp Tax Management Services, where you can go to F Sharp F Sharp Tax dot com. And uh, is that Richard, like sharp as a tax? Sharp as a tax. F Sharp as a tax. Sharp as a tax. No, F Sharp F Sharp Tax dot com. F Sharp Tax. And you spell sharp, but yeah, don't put the yeah, fucking sharp sign like you're reading music. Sharp as a <laughs> Meanwhile, the sharp is a pound sign. So there's exactly. more yeah. than five. Oh, that's the name of this company. Really F pound sign. F pound sign. If you want it, Richard Prinzi will save your life. Prinzi's on it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I tweet jokes every day at 4.20 p.m. International Marijuana Time at Jackie Martling. If you want to get jokes in the mail every month, it's uh, Jokeland at AOL.com. Been doing that for 40 years. 516-922-WINE. This is the oh, 40th years? anniversary of that stupid joke line. This month. And it's still Christ. up? 40 yeah. years. Wow. We, we need yeah. a new uh, box, you know, when you push the button. Oh, yeah. What happened to the joke box, man? Yeah, we should tell that one. story. I would stop the mafia wall. Story. I, it, you know, it's so funny. that God, I just heard another great one the other day. Jesus. Because I thought of you the other day. I have a Rodney doll, you know, and he tells jokes. You push the button. And, you uh, do not. I do, I swear to God. Yeah. I have that same doll. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. how many jokes did it cost you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's because co- it's tall and it pulls on its Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, hey, it's hey. fucking crazy. Found a guy's wallet last week. My kid's pictures were Mike Rilla finishes blocks. Well, well, hold on. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we got we Versteiner beer. They were the first ones on board. And let me uh, say about Versteiner. Oh, yeah. Drank, well, yeah I you got a great drank it. I was in Germany and, I, and they said, we have Versteiner. I go, I know this beer. Give me it because it's great. And you don't really is see it Pilsner? so much. It's a horrible it's, name. Yeah, it's a Pilsner. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful, light, refreshing, well, world-class beer. It's a horrible beer with of German. I would rather have Bestiner, <laughs> not Worstiner. <laughs> Thank like you, a, Jackie. They just dropped out. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's, it's, really it's made with the best German hops and malts. Check out their website at Worstiner USA and send cool pictures on their Instagram at hashtag Worstiner USA. Ja, Roy, you should do that. Hashtag Worstiner USA. And, on, on Instagram, send some yeah, pictures. I actually have a big... They, they have, they have, they have uh, converted me yes. to beer again. So why don't you send them a picture and maybe Noel will send them a shirt. And when I get off okay. the wagon, I'm going to be drinking it again. Yeah, no, well, we're going <laughs> to work on the wagon? Yeah, Dry you are. You do that every January? And, uh, yeah, till April. Do you really? I do too. From January 1 to wherever Holy Thursday is, and this year, it's way into April. Oh. He'll be so, slurring in no time. fuck fuck is my new <laughs> You'll be slurring term. in no time, right? And we got the DCL firm. Okay, uh, they are the best group advisors I have ever seen in action. Now, what do they do? Uh, What's a group advisor? They, what they do, they provide legal advisory services to businesses. They, they resolved over a hundred million in business disputes, and people are banging down their doors to work with them. They're an advisory and consulting service from office sales, like uh, like sales and growth, to back of the office, like bookkeeping, accounting, and payroll. From business contracts to business claims to business disputes, in court and out, whatever you want. Don't take it from me. Take it from DCL testimonials. So if I have a beef with somebody, I can yeah. go to DCL and they'll uh, yes. uh, they'll be like Business the mediators. Yes, arbitrators. It may go to court. Uh, I also have to say <laughs> um, that this attorney advising that the prior results do not guarantee future performances, but you can go to DCLtestimonials.com and they will explain everything. And Jackie, I, I would love for you to end the the show with the with the, the joke box story. Oh. At Brunelli's. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows the story. Nobody knows no, the story. No, uh, nobody knows the story. Actually, I don't think I know the story, but go ahead. I don't yeah. think I know the story. Go ahead. The 
Oh, it's such a long thing. No, to it's not. You can make a well. They, I'll, I'll set it up. Cliff notes. The, the, this place, Bernelli's, was a mafia place, and there was two mafia families that were in there late, and they were ready to go and to start a uh, mafia. Okay, war. I guess I have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing between bar owners everywhere. If you come into somebody's bar, they serve you. It doesn't matter how late it is. If you the doors aren't physically locked yet. If you work in a bar across the street or in another town, you walk in and they know you, you sit and you can drink. And that they that's and I've gotten in fights because you're sitting there and they tell you, you know, the bar is closed, you know, we're past the last call. And then somebody waltzes in and they get a drink and it's like, it's bullshit, but that's, that's the way they, they play. I didn't know that a long time ago. So Russ has this... Nice Italian restaurant right on York Avenue that has a huge plate glass window, and it's Brunelli. And so it's late at night. He's closing up, and he's just getting ready to go home. It's been a long night. And down the street is an Irish bar. And the Irish bar gets out, and I guess one of the owners and his brother and somebody, there's like three or four or five of these guys come stumbling into Brunelli. Come on, come on, Russ, give us some drinks here. And he's like, oh, boy. So they sit in a round table right next to the plate glass window. And he's bringing them drinks. And they're fucking with him. You know, come on, Russ, get me a drink. Right, give me another beer. Give me, and, and he's bringing them beers because they're his friends. He's still having fun. But it's going on a while. And then they're getting drunker, so they're breaking his balls. Get me a beer. Get me another beer. And... Sure than shit, sooner one of, one of the other guys says to the other guy, you're like, no, leave him alone. Stop breaking his balls. Go get your own beer. And, and they start arguing among themselves. And it starts getting heated because they're drunken Irish guys. And this is, this is Russ's version of the story. He said he knew that it was getting heated up. And any minute it was going to turn into a fist fight, into a brawl. And they're going to get up and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Somebody's going to throw the plate glass window. The place is going to get destroyed. And then three minutes later, they're going to be hugging and kissing. Oh, what the fuck are we doing? Let's go have another drink. <laughs> like nothing happened except his place to be demolished. And he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And I had just given him this joke box that was a little box that had a, a moving tape in it. And if you pushed the nose, it told a joke. <laughs> and if you pushed the nose again, it told another joke. And they were all filthy, filthy jokes, totally at random. From my act, from wherever, right? Uh, and Russ didn't know what to do, and these guys are just about to get into it. And he took this black box that had like a face like Grouch on it with a nose, and put it right in the middle of the table, and pushed the nose. And I'm on the tape, and I go, "What's the difference between Neil Armstrong and Michael Jackson?" Neil Armstrong was the first guy to walk on the moon, and Michael Jackson likes to fuck little boys in the ass. <laughs> And he said the guys looked at each other because they couldn't <laughs> comprehend what the fuck they just heard because the average person can't comprehend what no. they just heard. And they didn't know what the fuck. <clears throat> and he said he hit the nose again and another joke started. And before the joke even finished, the whole thing was completely squashed. squashed. Uh, and they, they went said. back to drinking and everything was fine. And he said it was the funniest thing. He said he saved my fucking bar. But the postscript to the story is it was so random what's on that thing if he had to push the nose and it was an irish joke you know they'd still be fighting <laughs> you know, yeah which was, it was just the luck of the draw and that was 
Luck of the Irish. That that that's stupid because any because it wasn't like they laughed and could carry on. They just didn't comprehend what the fuck they heard. And, and he loved that story. See, that's I knew I'd sucker you in if I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Steve Gorilla. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Gorilla. Uh, we are now on Spotify and uh, iTunes. Yay. Pro Media. We also have to thank Pro Media, this lovely studio in the middle of Awesome Times Square, where their facilities are so damn professional. This room is going to turn into an actual TV stu- studio. I can't wait. We're going to be on camera. You can ch- check us out on YouTube at Aftershock XL, um, and Spotify and iTunes at Aftershock XL. Or Pippa. Uh, we have a Facebook page up now, Aftershock Aftershock XL. <laughs> um, it's just a lot going on. My brain has been. I've been running around today. My brain's on fire. So uh, I just put it out, and I got to put the show out, too. Thank you so much for listening, Jackie, Woo! Monique, Woo! Roy, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie.